Who the fuck is Jane Street? Did you just Google that? <laughs> yeah, but guess what? <laughs> oh, wait, we can... <laughs> I will ask you about it in a second. <laughs> Welcome to Browsers with Friends. I'm your host, Jane Street. I have got my friends on board too. Well, sometimes not necessarily on board until I surprise them with the fact that I have asked them to open up their internet search history. I'm going to look at it and then we're going to talk all about what they've been looking at on the internet. We'll start out with a little pre-browse check and chat, see how things are and then we'll get straight into the browser history. Um, Sean, how are you? What's been happening? Good. Not much. Not much at all. I'm, well, gainfully unemployed at the minute. Yeah, but I feel like I've seen you on the old webs doing some pottery stuff. A lot of pottery. Yeah. Is that cup that you're drinking out of your personal pottery? This one. Yeah. (laughs) Is it? It looks so good. (laughs) Hmm. I'm really, really chuffed about it. There you go. Here's another one. Oh, that's so cool. Hey, that's got a logo on it from your old work. I like it. I've made it for an old workmate. That's so cool. How do you um? What's the how do you get like the brand in like that? Do you just etch it in or like do you fill it with some color? Yeah. So that's just scratched in and then a bit of glaze rubbed in it. This is not a very successful application. Hey, it looks very... real good on screen. It actually does. <laughs> it looks better on screen than it does in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Wait. honestly what you need because if we're just gonna live on like um video chats for the rest of our lives now, you don't even need to have yeah. real shit. My new dream job is um, uh, just being a potter. But like yeah. an Instagram, like not a real potter where I have to make the same cup 200 times. So trendy. You're so on trend. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've watched the Great British Pottery Throwdown. No, but, but fuck, I love it. It's called a throwdown. It's um, so good. <laughs> it is the world's best show. And Is it? Do you know what these yeah. one show that I haven't watched, but I fuck, man, mm-hmm. I really want to. It's the glass blowing one. Oh, that's great. But it's very American. Whereas like, ah. you know, it's... <laughs> Sweet on uh, whatever the hell it's called, Blowmasters. It's not called Blowmasters. Blow away. Will the contestants be able to handle the heat? Whereas the Great British Pottery Throwdown is like, like lovely quaint music, and like this week, oh, cute. the potters will be like having... antiques roadshow, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's closer to the Bake Off, Great British Bake Off. Oh, in yes. that sort of... I honestly try not to watch too many of these kind of shows because I get invested and then I'm like, oh my god, I've got too much shit that I need to watch. But they've only got three seasons, four seasons to be fair, of a great pottery throwdown, so that's <laughs> that's fine. That's only. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're in lockdown. What else do you have to do? I mean, I've I've to be honest, I don't. I have got into a bad way. Well, not a bad way. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just a laughs> I'm in a bad way. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> is this what this is? Is this like a reverse intervention? Am I? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Not really. Well, sort of. So, um, I don't know if you've ever seen on Instagram, but CoStar Astrology, yeah. and they like CoStar Astrology on Instagram. You know they um do really targeted shit. They'll be like, oh, this is how you treat your best friend if you're like the star sign. And shit, man, it's so often really fucking accurate. So I've got the app, right? And every day they fucking give you like really personalized shit. And do you want to read what it says? It It says, what keeps you alive are the 50 projects still on your to-do list. And I was like, fuck you. How did you come Like, legitimately. How dare you look at my fucking (laughs) to-do list. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it ties in with your calendar. It reads your Google. Maybe, but sometimes the shit is so ridiculously (laughs) accurate. That's so funny. As As a Scorpio, you pick your nose too much. 
Yeah. <laughs> it actually says here, the Scorpio, it says your icebreaker is what keeps your friends alive. One of them. So it gives you three different other signs okay. at the same time. And it says their collection of healing crystals and the blood of their enemies. <laughs> How does that resonate with you? As a Scorpio, I can say that my collection of healing crystals is substantial. Yeah. And the blood of your enemies in small vials next to them. Um, <laughs> it's fucking creepy as fuck. What's a healing crystal? Is this a healing crystal? A... <laughs> I don't know. I think honestly, anything you could just call it a rock. Anything. I think as long as it has a reflection. Is that how a crystal works? This uh, like this shiny pen is my healing crystal. Honestly, do you even have sugar there, crystals? Um, oh, we do actually drink a lot of sugar. Drink a lot of sugar. Yeah, eat, consume sugar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or just have it in your cupboard. Yeah. Whatever. You got to keep it away from the ants, though, eh? The old sugar. The old sugar. Uh, thankfully, we are blessed with no ants in this flat so far. Oh, it's coming out to the first summer in this flat. Dude, honestly, I forgot ants existed, eh, until I've been back in Auckland. Like, apart from overseas, you see ants, and they're different, though, because they're scary as fuck. But ants, man, they, I had, like, a, a treat beverage out the other day, a little golden pash, and I only had half the can, and fuck, they got to it. Sorry, I always forget about golden pashes. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while even to oh, use the word patch in general. <laughs> I, was like... oh, I love the word patch. It's so good. It is good. Yeah. My friends and I used to have, um, we used to call it Pash Club. Pash Club. Would you drink gold patches or would you actually <laughs> try and patch somebody? Is that. No, it was honestly just like a support network for people who were having zero passion. Oh, mate. Oh, the no pass club. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just called it Pash Club, and then we'd be like, oh my God, potentially. I would have been a solid member of that. Um, How how old are you? What is your age range? Me, I just turned 30. Oh, mate, the young. How old are you? 33. Soon to be 34. How does it feel being in an age where the digits are the same? Is it fun to write down? Uh, as a fan of multiples of 11s, it's great. Yeah, I feel like it will be really cool. Like when the date is like the same forwards and backwards or something cool yeah, like that. Yeah, don't, don't rub that. it in. I'm losing that privilege in about two weeks' time. Okay, we'll just keep writing your age. <laughs> be 33 forever. 33. Club 33. <laughs> <laughs> My login at work, actually. I mean, I don't know if I should share this on the internet, but fuck it, it's cool. Um, my old boss used to love it so much because you know how like 666 is the bad uh-huh. number? Mine is like 3333. <laughs> it's like my employee code. Yeah. And he's like, it's like you're the opposite of evil. <laughs> I was like, thank you. That's so kind. So I might be the most, the 3,333 third. 3,333. <laughs> <laughs> how you say it? Yeah. 33 and a third. <laughs> Far out. Cool. Did you have a fun, a fun weekend? What did you do with what your did you freedom? Do with my freedom? Oh, we we joined a gym last week. Me and my girl. What kind of gym? Yeah, we um we went to join Les Mis. Les Mis. Les Mis. Oh, Les Mis. Les Mis a hub. My sort of only experience of gyms as an adult have been kind of like you know the, the more sort of counselly gyms attached to like swimming pools and stuff. Oh fuck, counselly gym. I totally thought you meant like as in you have done mental health counselling oh. and it's a gym for your mind. <laughs> it hasn't worked for me. Um. <laughs> Where they make you do exercises but it's more like affirmations on shit that's good for you. Every time you do a squat you tell yourself something nice. <laughs> oh my god, but honestly probably a great call would leave you feeling. I am worth it. <laughs> you're into the hundredth squat. You're like, you can do this. You can do this. That's just you being nice to yourself. No, no. When I when I'm when I'm doing reps, I'm like, come on, you stupid fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you weak worm. <laughs> we 
did a we did a spin class on Sunday morning. At Les Mills, have you ever done the trip? We did the trip. How was it? It was great. It was weird. It's Rainbow Road, but we thought we went in for the thirty minute one. It turned out we went in for the forty five minute one. Yeah. <laughs> massive difference hey (laughs) you've got to set your shit up if you're going in for 45 minutes man hooped by the end of it just yeah but i reckon in about two weeks time of consistent going my body will catch up a little bit because i've been nothing but sore for the past week yeah i think that's the thing is you've got to just like consistently attend show up yeah showing up it's the key to life (laughs) trying show up and you won't miss it Uh... (laughs) i mean you might still miss it but (laughs) you tried all right, shall we kick into the old topic? Oh, I'm, I'm both excited and scared. <laughs> this uh, so this podcast is called uh, Browsers with Friends. So basically, I now ask you to share your screen and open up your internet search history and then basically I stalk it with you while you watch and then I ask you about it. <laughs> cool, I'm into it because I don't think anything nefarious. It's a relatively new computer, so nothing too nefarious. <laughs> Sorry, I'm also laughing at my own search history because I, I I genuinely just Google anything. If I'm at all in doubt, somebody makes a statement, I'm like, I don't think that's right. And they're like, oh, I think it is. I'm like, I'm going to Google it right now and prove you wrong. And that's how I get many plates with my girlfriend. <laughs> Today I have got my wonderful friend Sean Atkins on, not Atkins, Atkins. Um, He has wonderfully sent me some browser history. He's also got his little live um, search history up on his screen, which is fantastic. So he'll be asked many questions about all the things he's been looking at. But first up, I think Sean is probably the best one to tell you about himself. So Sean, tell us, who are you? What's your, tell us. Uh, My name is Sean Atkins. 33 and 11 twelfths um, <laughs> and 50 50 tooths um, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks until my birthday folks all right get your presents 50 50 tooths you mean 50, 50 tooths I didn't know how to say that I'm from Scotland but I'm not really whereabouts in the land of Scotland uh, I was actually born on the Bonnie Island of Hong Kong Island oh that sounds very internationally Scotland in in Hong Kong <laughs> <laughs> in not, not Hong Kong um, yeah it's the forever where are you from Sean like, uh, what's your passport say you're from though it says great British persons unicorn um, so it's a useless passport basically yeah that's as a, eh? yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> I grew up partially in Hong Kong. I spent six years in Lebanon as well. Like, how long were you in Lebanon for? That's so cool. I was in Lebanon for six years. But, sorry, I mean, like, how old were you in that time frame as well? Oh, uh, I was eight to 15, or the other nine to 15, so that's six and a half years. Um, how was your, like, food eating levels at that age? Were you, like, a picky eater, or did, were you getting right into all the delicious shit? No, no. I've never, ever been a picky eater. Thank um, God. Actually, the thing my mum says I was always good at the one thing you're always good at eating Sean thanks uh, <laughs> uh, even I think my brother was quite a picky like toddler baby and toddler and then by the time I came along and I've my parents also just never really caved to that shit they're always like 
you're going to eat 12 heads of broccoli today, guys. Do they cook it nicely at least, or they just make you eat it raw? <laughs> Elsa does with it after school. <laughs> they just line them up on the table? Yeah. <laughs> or is it like broccoli 12 ways? Is there even 12 What's ways that? to make it? Broccoli 12 ways for dinner? Broccoli 12 ways. Boiled, steamed, microwave. Sautéed with garlic. <laughs> Hard on the barbecue. <laughs> Pureed. Oh, Ooh. Oh, you could probably dustify it too, maybe. Bro- if you're feeling broccoli like foam? Yeah. Ooh, fucking Ooh. foam. Oh my god. Yeah. Shit, dude, uh, next time I see you, broccoli foam, I better see it. Oh god. <laughs> no, yeah, but the thing is that you could actually do broccoli foam and you could make it look like the top of a broccoli would be a real fucking peak of life. <laughs> deconstruct and reconstruct the whole broccoli. <laughs> yeah. With 12 t- textures of broccoli. Oh, that's grim, actually. <laughs> I reckon the foam would be banging if you actually like charred it and it was like smoky broccoli flavor. Well, textures of broccoli all overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> all boiled by your grandma. <laughs> Last time I went back to the UK, that's exactly what happened when I went to my grand's house. My mom cooked some beans and Brussels sprouts, which were all gray and mushy. Yeah, I grew up in a household that was like meat, three veg, kind of not, mm-hmm. not exciting food. Yep. But then do you know what? I meet Brussels sprouts in a fucking delicious format and shit dude I love them pretty good to be honest I always loved Brussels sprouts I think I was a strange child I just I think I really couldn't understand the concept that it was a tiny cabbage I was like how come (laughs) it's so small and how come this one's so big and like I think I just I was like something's not right here and I couldn't quite maybe you got it wrong though maybe a cabbage is just a giant Brussels sprout not the other way around or either way it's still confusing to my mind yeah Uh, have you seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids that's what's happened I've not I've honestly not thought about that for a long time. To be honest, I was more like Tiny People movies. The Borrowers was more one that I watched over oh, and over again. Yeah. Shit, man. How good was the that? The original movie? series, the BBC series from like the early nineties, late late eighties, early nineties. <gasps> kind of horrifying. The one with Bilbo Baggins in it. Do you Have mean you watched I watched the movie? I don't know if I watched the shot. How old is the movie? It's similar age. It's like, I had Tom Felton in it before he was in Harry Potter. Who's okay, let's deep dive the borrowers. Come on. Who's Tom Felton? <laughs> no, you want to search the borrowers? When did that come out? I'm going to look we're at going, Tom We're Felton. doing totally backwards. No. We're supposed to, I'm supposed no. to ask you Sorry. stuff. No, Sorry. no, no, I I'm love it. The borrowers from... 1997 film. Boom. No, no, series. Okay. 1992, right? The oh my best gosh. The OG borrowers. It's got wow. Ian Holm in it. Sir, as no. the father and I don't know who any of the rest of these people are. Did this come to New Zealand? Uh, it was a BBC TV adaptation, so I don't know. That's so interesting. And then, so the Borrowers movie must have come from it, surely. I love that series. No, no, it comes from a book, I believe. Uh, a novel. There you go. Okay, but then the movie is what I mean. The movie came from the series. No, I think it's. Oh, just I complete... just thought all came from there. It had that big dude in it, John. I want to say Coltrane is that his name John Coltrane also from <laughs> the Boris 1997 oh my god it's not even his fucking name eh? John Goodman <laughs> John Goodman yeah Coltrane I don't know <laughs> uh, John I think we're thinking about somebody else when we talk about John Coltrane something Coltrane it is John, oh, Coltrane. John Coltrane oh no that's a jazz He's... That's <laughs> he is a jazz <laughs> I love this John uh, William Coltrane he is a uh... <laughs> so not even wait go back go back he's not even in the like age range for being in the borrowers he's September 23 1926 to July 17 <laughs> he could have been reinvigorated though maybe they listened to some like John Coltrane on the old borrowers train I think were you thinking about what's his name yeah the guy who played Hagrid potentially yeah, it's so funny I love that you google Hagrid and then it doesn't even tell you who played him in the movie on the first google search Robbie Coltrane that's what I was thinking 
Exactly that. Yeah. We got there, okay? I merged the names together. Coltrane, John, John Goodman is who is in the Borrowers movie. <laughs> Do you reckon that could be a real good um, business adventure for someone to make a real life Borrowers, you know, like you could go as a real size human and pretend you're in the Borrowers? Oh, a bit like going along to one of those like murder, uh, sorry, those, those horror houses, but you're kind actually of. a tiny person. You feel like you're a tiny person. Like when you go to the, like in Hamilton, they have the gardens and they have a big door. So you feel like you're a tiny person opening a big door. You know, that is like... <laughs> All of my childhood fat true, I would absolutely just Well, can't. are you not gainfully unemployed? Perhaps you could be working on this idea. I should just start making giant things. <laughs> while I was just getting a quick drink while we, before we um, got into the chat, you've done this here and you've bloody Googled, who the fuck is Jane Street? <laughs> and I instantly what regretted did you learn? That. You instantly regretted it. I'm so glad because that is the kind of shit that I'm not looking forward <laughs> to is people who try and like curate their history. I'm not here for it. Jane Street, search free sex videos. <laughs> oh, fuck, could you imagine if I was somehow on there? I'd be so horrified. Operation, horny <gasps> girls picked up for fuck. <laughs> oh my god, no. Um, so that was the. Those what are is the this first, though? Like, See this Reddit one here that's like our Jane Street and then it's friends in quotation marks. What the fuck is this? What is it? Oh my god, what is this though? It's posted by doing retarded stuff, which sounds like <laughs> a stonk term. Just so everyone knows when you're like in these kind of weird meme stock chats, they call each other retards. And I don't think they mean it as offensively as it sounds, but that is just what I've seen. So this is like, it's it's in the Reddit thread called Super Stonk, a place for theoretical discussions about business and stocks, specifically GameStop. Oh, <laughs> uh, Super you... Stonk, as in stonks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Jane Street Capital, Capital, typically referred to as Jane Street, is a global proprietary trading firm with around 12,000 oh, employees. Do you know, I actually kind of knew that because I have, I'm not going to lie, I've searched my name on the internet before. But I didn't really know too much about it. I didn't know that we were involved in YOLO GME stock buying. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in stocks, you're in porn, and you're in podcasts. That's what we know about. Yeah, no, but do you know what? I reckon this, the porny one is probably, so somewhere in, I want to say Toronto, maybe. There's like oh. a big, um, it's corner of Jane and Finch. And it's like where like dirty shit goes down, like lots of drugs and that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. And there's lots of like police reports and things. So maybe it's like okay. people who've been picked up on Jane Street and then they record videos of them. Hopefully with their consent. Ideally. Jane Street, 1996. No, that's the, that's the age So young. Oh, oh my God. God, please don't. Kitty Jane stuck her ass no. out of a... <gasps> What? A car window in oh public? Oh my god. Oh no. Kitty Jane stuck her ass out of a car window in public for strangers to fuck her. Oh no. This is a t We need a reverse out of this, man. This is some dark. I'm so glad the images are not even on. I see why you regretted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to delete the history. Remove that from history. It's gone. I've deleted it. It doesn't exist anymore. I didn't want to know. <laughs> but you know what? The, the thing that they always say, like when you log into incognito mode, they're like, your IP provider can still see what the fuck you've been looking yeah, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what is this podcast called again? Corn with friends or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> What did you forget to put on incognito to search? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all I was searching was who the fuck is Jane Street. I didn't mean it. <laughs> okay, but in in a more wholesome content, um, tell me about this yerba mate that you've been looking at. It looks it's like yerba mate. If you're reading it, yerba mate. Yerba mate. 
if you are not familiar with mate. Yeah, <laughs> mate is something I'm not super, super familiar with. I actually, it was a ceramics product project that I took on. I asked a friend, wanted a mug? And he said, yes, but I don't want a mug. I want to, well, I said, well, what do you drink? Normally he said, actually, can you make me a gourd? And I was like, I don't Is that not a thing? Like a pumpkin? pumpkin? What are you talking about? And um, yeah, so Yerba Mata is traditionally drank out of gourds. They're little dried gourds because they, they're the right sort of size and shape and they're very cheap to make. And Yerba Mata is a... So a gourd, it's like a, it's like a cup that's kind of like, like almost like a sphere and it's got a bit of a lip to it. Like it's like yeah. chopped off the top. Like you yeah. chop it a quarter down, say, so that it's like... Yes. Yeah, oh, quite near the top, yeah. Not even a quarter, yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah, it's more of a circular cup. So it fits in the cups of your hand. You can hold it like it's mm. a... And then you drink out of a straw, right? Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, your remote is... cup and cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you can't hear the noise. <laughs> Yeah, so yerba mate is a desiccated leaf drink. It's a native drink, if I'm not wrong. And it's drank throughout various regions in South America. Yeah, I think Argentina is quite massive for it, eh? Yeah, I think Chile as well, Chile. And you, you have like a straw that has, what a bomba dude, um, straw which has like a wide bit at the bottom which is just perforated with holes so that you don't suck up all the uh, the mate leaves. I like to think that it's like kind of like when you used to get like frozen cokes and stuff and it has that funny little spatula bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hot bitter drinks um, that are caffeinated. And the straw is usually a metal straw, right? Eh? Yeah. Think, or you get like a bamboo-y kind of vibe. Yeah, my mate had a, a metal straw. I tried it for the first a time. Mate? I, yeah, <laughs> my mate. Uh, <laughs> Yerba mate, mate. Yeah, so I, I made I made a ceramic gourd for him. That's so cool. Have you tried Have you tried your yerba mate before? So I tried it for the first time with him yesterday. Oh, how'd you find it? Even though he put honey in it, it was still white bitter. Yeah, like a bit astringent, I think maybe. Yeah, it's all right. It, I, I did not enjoy it, but I was like, you know, I don't know. First time you drink coffee, do you really like it? No. But you know what? You're like, give me the hit of caffeine. <laughs> now I drink gallons of coffee every day. Yeah, I know, right? I'm getting so old that. I can't drink it after like a certain time of day or it like keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah. So I used to think that was a myth in my brain for some weird reason. I, I don't know why. I just decided that. Oh, I agree. And then I had I always had sleep troubles and I always drank coffee, especially when I was working hospitality up until very yeah. recently, really over the past couple of years, I stopped, but I would drink coffee at stupid o'clock at night and be like, oh, I'm just not tired because I'm just buzzed after my shift. No. <laughs> yeah, I would drink it like if I was starting at like four or something, I totally would have a coffee. Yeah. Then, but I would try not to have one mid-shift. Mind you, I've, I haven't been known to have one mid-shift. But if I'm exhausted yeah. enough, I'll fall asleep anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. But in these lo- lockdown times, like if I have it in the afternoon, like three o'clock, I'm fucked. And yeah. you're like, why can't Dude, I sleep? Stealing, just stealing. The ceiling, just, you know. <laughs> Stealing it. Freaking out. Now, I don't know if that stupid conversation you had eight years ago oh, where you completely embarrassed yourself in front of a cashier or something. Honestly. Yeah. Have you, did you see someone put on social media recently? Oh, did they? Yeah. And it was like situations that are like embarrassing but shouldn't be. What was it? <laughs> Just like, like one of the example was it's like when you're walking back from your turn playing team and bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Or like when you've like some like a cashier passes you change and then you drop it on the ground and like you picking up your like ten cents. My my favorite one is just bagging groceries and how like <laughs> Yeah, it's usually something like I can say right, which is like no bags whatsoever and it's always been there, so it's always boxed up and you yeah. feel like such a dick. <laughs> Even though you've just walked past everyone in the supermarket with your shopping in a fucking trolley anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I found it really embarrassing. There's, um, but in Auckland, there's this big supermarket that's got a big, like, 
you know, like the where the trolleys go down runway, but because it was so busy, the whole entire thing was like filled with a line of people. So you're walking back down the fucking thing with your trolley of shit. And I was like, oh, this is actually, yeah, trolley of shame. <laughs> and especially because my trolley of shame was like eight bottles of wine, chips, <laughs> chocolate, like <laughs> juice, like all these like treat foods. Everyone just looking at your trolley not scathingly actually quite jealous but <laughs> i'd like to looking. think that all they just thought i was fucking you know having a time which i was <laughs> kind of <laughs> but just you know this is a week's worth of shit guys don't worry yeah sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> um can you tell me what this what's a convert kit what is a what? convert kit oh that would have been i was looking at cost of living in munich Ooh. Is it a secret that you might be returning to the other side of the hemisphere? It's not a secret. We've actually been pretty open about it. Is it called the other side of the hemisphere? Or just the other hemisphere? The the other hemisphere, it would be. Because the other side would be like the same place, but on the opposite. Yes, I think so. So that would be yeah, <laughs> South America. Somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic. Or in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving to Munich. My girlfriend is um, from just outside of Munich. And she's going back to study. Yeah. What's she going to study? So she um, is a prosthetics technician. A very prosthetics. Cool technician. Yeah. So cool. she makes prosthetic limbs. Amazing. For like people who need them or people who are in movies. For amputees. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't work for Weta Digital. No, no, oh, sorry, Weta, Weta Workshop. She, yeah. Yeah. Just checking. I mean, you're in Wellington, right? So it could be either. That's yes. so cool. Um, predominantly artificial limbs. So, so like, does she go and do like a master's in extra learning skills for the industry hmm. or? She got the job off the back of her master's here. Her master's was actually in brain biology. So not yeah. all slightly related to... Um... Yeah, but your brain must turn into helping your limbs move. Yeah. Uh, but she's pretty crafty. As you can see behind me, there's a sewing machine. She is also yeah. ceramics with me. To be honest, I, I was going to ask you, what is that thing behind you? Because I thought it was a fax machine for a little bit. Because <laughs> the way that the camera was angled, it looked like that was like the phone, you know, like one of those phones that like secretly molds in and you can pick it up and you can dial. And I was going to ask you who you've been faxing. <laughs> I, I don't think I could send a fax if I tried. I think I wouldn't know how anymore. I must to be honest, what I would be worried for is can they receive the fax? Nobody can receive a fax. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> no, but honestly, because I think that was like always blew my mind when I was a kid because you've seen this piece of paper and then actually though the most exciting thing was is when you're home because it's school holidays or whatever and the fucking fax machine went off. You're like, oh my like, God! <laughs> it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. And the paper starts rolling and you're like, what's it going to be? <laughs> so I, uh, I worked for a software company briefly in Edinburgh just before I moved to New Zealand. So 2012. And I was doing support stuff and I was trying to get to the bottom of an error message. And I was on the phone <laughs> to an older woman who works in this office and she couldn't figure out what had happened. And I was like, can you, um, can you send me the error message? She's like, it's just started reading me this list of numbers. And so I was like, no, 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 uh, so, sorry. Uh, could, could you uh, send me a screenshot? She was just like, what's a screenshot? <laughs> like, like, okay, right. So look at your, look at your keyboard, blah, blah, blah. Hit print screen. <laughs> and then she went and printed it off. Oh. And then went, okay, what's your fax number? And I was just like, I don't think we've got a fax machine. And my boss overheard me on the way past. I'm like, no, no, we've got a fax machine. So she took a picture of her screen, printed it off. <laughs> with a red pen, I presume it's red. Scribbled on the 
screenshot then faxed it to me and by the time it got to me it was so low res that i couldn't read i was like oh bless you you are blatantly not a millennial <laughs> like, that is fucking phenomenal though just yeah i love people it people I, I, these days like don't know how the fuck we used to live but shit yeah. that was a joyous time yeah. when a fax was coming through oh my lord yeah, so I was looking up um, cost of living in Munich is the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part is all the little journeys that it takes you on till you get to, oh yeah, the cost of living in Munich. So um, is it expensive or is it relative to New Zealand? Because we relatively, live in an expensive relatively. country. Thank, thankfully, we will be paying very cheap rent in the place that we're staying. Usually Munich is very expensive to live in. And of course, it being Germany, education is not just free but the, the education that Ronya will be doing to um, become a full-blown prosthetist um will is a paid yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> that could be something else what? I love it. <laughs> prosthetist oh you could um, you could be on my jane street movie though if you're the other one I oh yeah know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll let my girlfriend know eh? uh <laughs> she's <invited. laughs> up for a career change <laughs> Um, earns more money maybe? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think your window of money making earning would be smaller than the current window that you have as a prosthetist. Prosthetist? Prosthetist. I love being in the room when she tells people what she does or what she's studying. Um, it's fun. I think we've captured a little bit of that, that joy of yeah, conversation. Yeah, that's, that's the vibe. That's the <laughs> every room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is I don't know what this is. But, um, <laughs> is um, Griffin Gluck. Is that something I should know what that is? Griffin Gluck. Griffin Gluck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it helps you, you were searching cone six firing temperature right beforehand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is ceramic nerd shit right here. Okay, right? <laughs> I'm here for it. Tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> So basically different ceramics and different glazes and different clay types need to be fired to different levels. Um, right. And they're, they're called cone ratings or cone le cone firings. So it goes through like cone 010, I think, up to cone one and then cone one up to like cone 10 in the other direction. Okay. And it's all about, you get these things, they're called cones. They're made out of ceramics and glaze stuff. And when it hits that cone level, they bend over in the kiln because they're um that's the melting point and that's how you know that's how you know you've reached the correct firing temperature oh so you make some cones as like test things usually you usually actually buy them because they're very they're created complexly complexly okay. uh they're, they're quite um complex to create Do you have to keep eye, an eye on things when you're kilning them usually or it really really depends so i mean there are lots of electric kilns with modern sensors in them and stuff like that that you just kind of go beep 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 and you've got a um, set firing on them and they know when to where to take them to and how long to hold them at certain temperatures and uh, but, i mean old school yes and you have the cones in them so you pull oh. the little pull the little thing out and you look through the flames and you can sort of see the cones and once they start bending over that's how you know they've reached the how long do you have before you're like fuck gotta get that out of there don't know Never done. Oh, cool. so. All right, because so, if it's like it literally in the fire, you'd I guess you get the big fire gloves and like. No, that's so. Once you know you've hit the appropriate temperature, then you like start turning your. Oh, because then it turns down, down. And, um, Got it. and or your gas, depending on how you're firing it. 
And yeah, it's all it's all very complex because um, cone levels are not actually a factor of achieved temperature. So it's not that you've hit 1,280 degrees centigrade. It's that you hit a certain number of, it's like 278, say, degrees per hour. It's like a per hour rating. Oh, like kilometers per hour, but fires per hour. <laughs> fires hour uh, <laughs> flames started. per hour and it's yeah. like you know how when you're like three fires <laughs> three flame emojis <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually it's actually really simple yeah uh, it's on <laughs> i mean i like just that's that's what i'm gonna think of it now is i don't know is, yeah. is this griffin gluck also involved in coning I don't know. I feel like that was probably just a random weird website that I clicked on when I was looking for information around it. Let's I can't even look. click the picture. Yeah, Griffin Gluck, I mean. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Griffin Gluck. No, that's a Wikipedia engine. Who's Griffin Gluck? Yeah, I don't know. You tell me, dude. You were searching it. <laughs> Griffin Gluck. I don't know who this is. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I was watching. Sorry, that's a complete not at all what I was talking about. Griffin Gluck is the name of, of a character. <laughs> From the Lock and Key series on Netflix. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. What is this Lock and Key? Is it good? It was surprisingly enjoyable. It's based off a graphic novel. And there's something very, like, 90s kids TV movie about it. Ooh. You know, it's like... <gasps> like The Borrowers? Three, three kids, you know, two in their teens, one who's, like, 12 or something. And their dad has just been deaded and they've moved with their mum back deaded. to... Deaded. Um, they move with their mum back to, like, the dad's historic family home, which is basically this mansion in New England, Massachusetts, somewhere, and they start at this oh. new school, but the kid starts finding these magical keys, which all, each magical key has a different property. And yeah. Hunt. I love it. Yeah. Is it animated or is it real life? It's real life. It's, 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 it's a documentary. It's actually a documentary. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no. I see what you did there, you dickhead. Oh, is that what you call you... the difference between animated and real life? No. <laughs> live action. Live action. <laughs> No, I mean, like, is it people being filmed or is it like a cartoon search? Yeah, that's where you, that's, let's Google it. A live action is the opposite of being animated. Yeah. No, but what about like me and you make a movie and we record ourselves? What's that called? Like a documentary or do you mean like, say we, we wrote a play? Yeah, we wrote a play and we're performing it and, but we're not animated. Live action. No, live action. Surely not. Because what about the Lion King one? It looks like they're actual lions. What about like, you know, normal Ooh. shows is like... Like Grey's Anatomy, for example, is that's that's not called live action because that's live action. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Same here. Live action is a form of cinematography or videography that uses photography instead of animation. Okay, I didn't know. I thought it was like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's just because everything's a live action remake, and it's still animated. Look, I've said the word live action like eighty times. So. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not even a real word. Um, can you tell me, please, the difference between a stew and a casserole? Because you've definitely searched this. <laughs> and again, you know what I said to you earlier: people make statements, and I challenge them, and I immediately Google them. Yes, that was, that was a discussion I had last night with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, what was the? Give me the top three bullet points of a casserole and the top three bullet points of a stew don't need top three oh. it's almost the same thing except for one is done on a hob top and one is done in an oven casserole is inside of a dish inside of an oven or a vessel inside of the oven and a the stew is boiled on top of a gas burner or you know what the fuck thing. is the difference so there's not really any i mean like usually as well you can i feel like stuff. a casserole will be wetter because you, like if you've got a top if you've got are a, classically quite a, wet jane 
<laughs> no, but I mean like a casserole, you know how like you'd take the top off and then it would like evaporate a little bit if you're boiling on top of the oven. So then it would be slightly more um reduced. Well aesthetic choice. Yeah. Oh no. But whereas a casserole could Apparently, be real sloppy. They're both, they're both one pot <laughs> meals. That's the kind of you know Dude, if you're cooking a stew in two pots, you need to fucking sort your shit out. Yeah, you need to sort your shit out. Um... It's like if you've got a crock pot meal and somehow you've got you needed more pots in the crock pot, like what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, but then what about, can you do a casserole in a crock pot or not? Nah? Or a, a stew? It's like, um, crock pot is that thing that like you have it on a timer and it has medium or hot or warm or something. Oh, that's a good question. Is that a casserole? <laughs> 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 oh, it's not on top of a hob, but it's not in the oven either. Um, I well, would it's guess got an element it, at the bottom, technically, right? Because it's. I would uh, guess because it's got an element at the bottom, it's a stew. Yes. Okay, so when you instead <laughs> when you say that you're making pulled pork in your crock pot, you're just doing stewed pork. Don't tell my girlfriend <laughs> that there's also the crock pot possibility because that'll throw a spanner in. in the words. Oh, so what was your argument that they're the same thing or not? It was a loose definition and it was interchangeable. And um, also, she said, "Oh no, no, that was it. Sorry, her 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 definition was she said I would say that a casserole could have pasta in it." And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a different dish. I think lasagna is a casserole. And I said, shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> a lasagna's not a fucking casserole. Are you kidding me? How dare you? <laughs> oh, my God. No. That's um, a bake. That's like a, you know, you get like a bake, like a pasta bake. I mean, a lasagna is just an extravagant pasta bake. If you needed to put it into one of those categories, right? I feel like a stewer casserole is like sauce with bits of vegetables and probably yeah. meat in it. And that's kind of it, right? You start adding shit like bechamel and mince and stuff with distinct layers. No, that is fucking big. <laughs> yeah, because I think the beauty of a stew slash casserole slash crockpot dish is that it's not like a formatted thing. You take a scoop and every scoop's different. Every scoop <laughs> You know is what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. You can't be using it in a fucking casserole umbrella term for a lasagna. Just because it goes in the oven doesn't mean it's... You can cook it in a casserole dish without a lid, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, of course. It's not a casserole I mean, like, just because it's know. in that dish. Like, just because yeah, you use a loaf exactly. tin doesn't mean you're making a fucking loaf. You can, roast a, you can roast a whole chicken in a casserole dish if you so choose. That doesn't mean it's a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> what if you make it super saucy? Is it a casserole then? Uh, can... You could really change the game, eh? If it's just everything that you cook in a dish in the oven is a casserole, yeah. you'd be like, come over for a casserole. And then just, and then just serve a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't have a flat tray to cook it on and you just cooked it in a casserole dish. <laughs> casserole. Uh, yeah, come over yeah. for a cassie. I'd yeah. love it. The cassie. <laughs> what are you up to this tonight? I don't know. I think I'll take it easy. Make a wee yeah. cassie. No. <laughs> Oi, that could be a real good time. Just speaking of Wellington on a plate events, Cassie at the Cassie. Just make your little pop up Wellington licensed casino, which you don't have, and then you just serve casserole. <laughs> yeah, you have to win chips to buy yourself a casserole. <laughs> and if you lose all your chips, then you have to go and buy some more chips to then try and win enough chips to buy a casserole. Shit, man, I feel. It would be an absolute uproar if people started putting, like, a lasagna into casserole. <laughs> Do you reckon... I went to the Wellington Lake casserole pop-up and all I got was this fucking lasagna. <laughs> fucking hell, I really I think I might put a casserole on my menu for this week. A chicken cassie, because I think that sounds, like, delish. Okay, yeah. Also, though, my mum used to make this one, and it was like, I feel like, oh, shit, I've got another spanner to add. She called it a Lancashire hot pot, which is even more another word for the same shit, I think. God. Um, but it's like, you do, like, 
I feel like it was like lamb necks and mm. you just do it with like potatoes and um, bay leaf probably and onions. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's regional variant, I feel. I mean, it must be. It's probably no. just use all the food. <laughs> put it into a pot, cook it. It's used all the cheap shit, put it in yeah, a Yeah, and then that makes yeah. it more yum when you cook it for longer. I'm into it. That's my type of cooking. I love a bit of cheap yeah. shit. Yeah. I feel like you love an extravagant and you love a really simple, easy fucking dish. <laughs> like, you don't have the middle. You just have, like, a 12-day cook. I mean, a 12-hour cook. <laughs> a 12-day cook is a long time. <laughs> like, the kind of dinner that you start cooking at breakfast time. Love, uh, my perfect meal is, a for starters, a deconstructed, reconstructed whole broccoli 12 yeah. ways. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by I, could, you reckon you could do <laughs> they do that in America don't they what's the one that they do and it's like is it green bean casserole and that's like a Thanksgiving dish it's basically I feel like I made it once because I did Friendsgiving like at a flat one time and it was like <laughs> you're googling green bean casserole I love it I'm pretty sure what it is it's like green beans and then you put mushroom soup in yeah this is it green bean casserole it's a casserole consisting green. mostly of cooked green beans cream of mushroom soup and french fried onion french Fried onions is a term I've never Do heard of. Do you know they're just life. talking about crispy shallots? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. The poor man's yeah, crispy legit. shallots. <laughs> this, this, uh, something about this weirdly appeals to me. It feels both disgusting and delicious at the same time. I feel like if it's an element of like, you know, roasts and just kind of eating bits of everything, that yeah. sounds great. A little bit of creamy shit in there, fried shit. But if you sit down to eat just cream bean casserole, <laughs> I honestly think it's a side dish. <laughs> To be honest, this is a bake. This yeah, is a this fucking has got to come in right? a bake. <laughs> like... Yeah, so so okay, so yeah, the oven, the, the dishes are stew, casserole, bake, hot pot. <gasps> oh my god, it was created by the Campbell Soup Company. In of course, it fucking was. This is like a kiwi dip over again. <gasps> oh my god, I love this person's name. What's your name? Dorcas Riley, created by Dorcas Riley. Is Dorcas a name that Dorcas. still exists in current... <laughs> I deep dive, Dorcas Riley. Oh, I thought it was going to be a dude. Sorry, Dorcas. Great. Her name is Dorcas Lillian Bates Riley. An American chef and inventor. Honestly, I reckon she is the effectively the Kiwi Dip person, but of American Campbell Soups. What did Dorcas do in the Bible? There's a Dorcas in the Bible? Oh. It's a Greek Tabitha called Dorcas in Greek. Honestly, what's mm. better? Would you rather be called Dorcas or Tabitha? I feel like I've definitely used Dorcas as an insult. Yeah, before. and I also think it's what you what call a penis on a whale or something. What? I'm not going to Google that. I'm sick of all this porn. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I honestly My think it's called that on a whale. Don't want to Google that. Google <laughs> <it>. <laughs> See, I can't dispute this. <laughs> I love it. I've trapped you. Yeah, because I feel like it was yeah, like when you call someone a bitch, the female dog. I love it how you're like... Dorcas no, whale. No, you've just got to take off... Yeah, whale cock. Brackets, dork. That's what you needed to click. You've clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> did you see? Did you not see this? The third hit, Urban Dictionary, whale cock, dork. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, Urban Dictionary coming through, even though this is not the truth. but Whale cock, dork. The blue whale's penis, or dork, is the largest that ever existed. The average size for an adult male is five meters. 15 feet. The testicules weigh 10 kgs. <laughs> oh my God. Blue whale can produce between 3 to 20 gallons of sperm 
during its Making mating season. season. Okay, so not at a time. Not at a time. That's a few. That would Still drown a few. me. I'd be dead. <laughs> it would, right? That's a great how unit. How many gallons? Like, how, how, much, how much is that? Enough to drown James <laughs> I mean, I think you can drown in a puddle, right? Is it? How many gallons is 2 to 22? Oh. <laughs> 2 gallons. I'll just check. I think, what is it? 8 pints to a gallon? It's 7. Like oh my fucking God. 2 gallons is... 7.57 litres. Okay, let's look at 20 yeah, gallons. It is going to be 75 litres. <laughs> I told you to drown me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking paddling pool right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. <laughs> I also love this when they use it. Use it in context. This is honestly sometimes my favourite things is, whoa, dude, look at the size of that whale cock. And it's said by a surfer. <laughs> But then Susan, Susan is saying, Susan, Peter is such a dork. He works on Friday nights. What a male cock. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm so sorry for your browser. I love it. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have another one of these interviews lined up for the day where you're like Googling green bean casserole straight into like whale cock. <laughs> Far out. What does, um, how to use the Scrimba interactivity? What's that? Grimba. So you know how I was mentioning earlier that I might um, do, some, I might um, look at doing a boot camp. Oh yes, for code, code like camp. A code thingy. Scrimba is an online service, partially free, but they also do, you know, basically self-taught boot camp stuff for a fraction of the price. Cool. And so I was also looking at that. I was doing a little bit of HTML yesterday, some baby coding. Baby coding. Uh, baby- Baby's first coding. Baby coding. Baby coding. Is that, like, is that like, like learning your first alphabet sort of level? Kind of baby coding? Is that what that means? Yeah. Basically, it's... You. The... Do you put a little chart on the back of your toilet door to look at while you pee? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> shit, yeah, maybe? maybe I mean, I've only got one, one like hour and a half session so far. So, yeah, we'll see. But Scrimba, online service, seems relatively good quality. I am not sponsored by them, so... That's okay. Out in your own time. Yeah, but also feel free to sponsor us, Scrimba. We'll talk about you more if you like. <laughs> well, we'll just put together some of the ideas that we've already discussed today, maybe, with the fun- funding that we find. One of the, yeah, the funding that we get. I have to be honest, Scrimba. I am like really down for this borrower's playground. Yeah, dude. I um... Like, specifically, I want to go on like a coat hanger down some kind of like the light cord or something, or like some kind of cord. They used to oh, be yeah. on a coat hanger. Oh, yeah. Between like a giant table and the floor. Yeah, like maybe it's like the light on a pool table because I'm like, what the fuck has a, like, you know, something that's not already just piped into your fucking ceiling. With the... Yeah, and it's like, like a, it's, but it's still on a string and then it's like. Oh, yeah. And then you've got to jump off and catch onto the next ledge to like fucking achieve your goals. I want a fence with giant sewing needles. That's what they do. Yes, they do. It's not even giant. They're just normal yeah. size, but they're so small. Yeah, but giant for me. Yeah, and then they're like in cereal as well, right? Well, they cereal's quite big to them, and it's like a whole meal, <laughs> one piece of cereal. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, yeah, I should. We should. We should. You should definitely watch the 1992 Borrowers. Okay, I'll look into that. Um, what is it like? I feel what it needs to have though is you need to have a goal, or are you just there playing? Like you're just playing like tag or something with your mates. On no, you definitely course. need a goal. I feel like you need to make your way across like obstacles in the rooms and maybe solve a puzzle using the giant tools. Yeah. So this is like yeah. a really fucking high level escape room. Kind of. Yeah. I also feel like it's a very expensive escape room. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's going to be popular. No. And we'll put it into a land where there's lots of people, probably Germany, maybe. 
will the Germans be into it? Oh yeah, they got loads of people. Yeah, they got loads of people to play it, so it makes it worth it. Loads of people. <laughs> New Zealand, less so. <laughs> yeah, but how many people are going to live in your Munich? Population of Munich. Oh yeah, 1.4 mil. That's like the city of Auckland. So you could potentially test it there. How do you yeah, feel about a um, Munich Heller Slager? Are you into it? Will you call it oh, a, a, a crispy boy? Yeah. Yeah, fucking, you're going to be frothing. I love lagers now. I think, um, you know, working in the beer industry for for a while, just kind of get a bit like, if I look at another hazy, I'll just throw up on myself. It I would. sometimes does taste like throw up, I'm not going to lie. No, <laughs> Depending no. what you've been drinking um, that night. <laughs> I love hazy. I love a good hazy. No, but, just fucking, know, but... I, I'm pretty over at 7% IPAs. I'm, I'm like, I, I yeah. smash lager. Yeah. Yeah, lager's good, eh? A good lager. But to be honest, when you have a shitty lager, it's very sad. Yeah, I feel like that's the same for any genre. What's your favourite green... I want to say green bottle, but like mainstream lager is maybe what I was going to say. Mainstream? Sahi Dry. No, not Sahi Dry. Sorry, Stein Lager Tokyo. Tokyo Dry is good. Tokyo yeah, Dry. Tokyo Dry is pretty good. I, l- I do like a Stein Lager Classic, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind a Stein Lager Classic. But, but I, feel I like do... I often will go for an Asahi or a, yeah, Tokyo Dry. Just so young. Tokyo Dry. And I feel like, dry. yeah, and then I want to have like ramen and sushi and just live my best life. Yeah. I actually need to go back to drinking um, generic cheap bottles again because I no longer work for a brewery. So I <laughs> don't, I've just finished my last, you know, hoarded beer stash. Yeah. I've been, to be honest, this lockdown, I've been more on the wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think. But beer, I like it. I do like real into it. But I, usually I feel like I drink it more socially. Whereas like in lockdown times, it's like less of a social. And I'm having, <laughs> you know, like I'm having a glass of wine with yeah. myself and my more like projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, my issue with wine and I, I really enjoy wine. I actually think I, I more enjoy the sort of modern, modern interpretations of wine, you know, some natties and yeah like a pet nat and reds and shit you know i I, you know that that's slightly more my vibe but when i do drink wine i i think i've just been a beer drinker for so long that i usually just drink quantity yeah so that's hard i'm capable of putting my body and then i just smash back wines and then i wake up so i'm quite traditionally quite a slow drinker yeah so i think that's why when i'm being social it's i drink beer more i don't know because then i i don't know i'm quite a slow drinker so wine is okay for me but i really do love a room temperature chardonnay (laughs) californian chardonnay specifically room temperature chardonnay Like, I don't keep it in the fridge because it's too cold. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or I get uh, down with, like, a wee Sangiovese or a wee, um, like, Chianti kind of vibe. Yeah, Tempranillo, You really work those organoleptics. Those what? <laughs> organoleptics. Oh, is that you a know. fancy term that I should know the answer? Or, like, you know, flavor and aroma compounds, uh, oh, properties. Yeah. Organoleptics. Yeah. And having, having your Chardonnay too chilled is, is cardinal sin. I hate it. You hate yeah, it? It is yeah it's too cold i mean it's you can warm it up i guess but if it's if it's already warm it's hard to get it colder and i don't want to water it down with an ice cube get a get, get a grip no. <laughs> i was telling my girlfriend i was just telling my girlfriend like the day before yesterday about a customer giving me a lecture about how because it's now summer we should offer frozen strawberries or just default put frozen strawberries in the white wine that we're offering because it's a fancy restaurant and i was like wow your version and my version of what high class drinks are are very different. <laughs> yeah. That's I know. 
I want to taste your fucking champagne. I've Much? been thinking about this a little bit, right? Like, you know how people talk about you have your echo chambers. Like, obviously, we're in the current anti-vax sort of mm. echo chambers sometimes of people when they're feelings about different things, which is fine. Have your mm. have your personal opinions. But I think sometimes you actually have, like, in your food and drink circle of echo chambers mm. of, like, what's good and what's not good. Yeah, and I realized after it's come out of my mouth that that sounded really snobby. By all fucking means, chocolate No, but I'm, I'm honestly in, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I'm in the same thing. Like, I would feel like I'd take a restaurant or a bar recommendation from you because we have a similar idea that we're like, sure, we'll drink a like a bubbly beverage with a strawberry in it because someone gave it to us, but we're not actually actively going out freezing a strawberry and putting it into our drink. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? No, effort. Like, we've got appreciation. Yeah, we're like, we'll just buy a fucking good Blanc de Blanc and be away with it, mate. A Blanc de Blanc, yeah. Blanc de Blanc. Yeah, no, or a Prosec. How do you feel? What's your what's your bubbly wine of choice? Please. You've got to drink it. It's the rule. I, anything that's not too acidic. Anything that's not too acidic is, is my kind of thing with bubblies. There's two reasons I will ever really drink bubblies. Something celebratory. Someone's got married. Because it is. <laughs> Someone died. Or, or I just, like, really want to, like reset my palate mm, really nice. controversial move like once once you're a certain distance through sort of drinking and you've kind of worked your way out to a heavier red but you don't really want to only drink heavy reds just completely wipe your palate out with a um... yeah i mean we're not wanky at all but totally exactly this is why we're in the same food echo chamber uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh i like this outliers why some people succeed and some don't Sean, tell me, why do some people succeed and some don't? Oh, it's it Malcolm Gladwell. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's the one that I didn't watch because I looked at about three Malcolm Gladwell YouTube clips and couldn't be bothered anymore. So, uh... <laughs> Funny. So you don't know the difference between succeeding and not? Obviously not. Look Good. At me. Just, I think just live your life. Nah, you're successful. Look at your monstera behind you. You're doing great. Look at that monster. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and your fax machine fucking salute yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a fax later honestly I fully look forward to it do you know it probably just comes up on your email like a scan now that's so lame yeah it's super lame now if, I, you would have to have a home phone line and a fax machine yeah you don't even have home phone lines anymore do you do I you? do not have one here so I don't even know how we don't even have that here either we don't even oh, have it over there now. Yeah, there's Just a socket, get, but you know. the, the company probably isn't providing you any information. To I have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Like, who do you know in your life that still has a home phone? Uh, I think my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't use it, though. I mean... My dad. <laughs> I was actually thinking, this was my shower thoughts the other day, and I was going to text my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and because I was like her phone number was this when she was young. And I was like, there's only like two or three phone numbers that I can remember. It's like our next door neighbor, 4244345. I'm so fucking sorry if that's still your phone number, but ring them, see? (laughs) 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 And then my like, um, like she's, yeah, one of my best friends. We've been friends for fucking 20 years or something crazy. Um, It's like 4268429. And then my dad's phone number, which I won't say because he definitely still has that. And they just burned into the back of my brain. They're forever. I remember about 10 years ago, I could recall my home phone number and both my parents' mobile phone numbers. But to be honest, we moved a bunch of countries. Yeah, right. So we moved a bunch of countries. Moved around. we were talking about it earlier. 
But then yeah. you settled in Edinburgh, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I settled in Edinburgh. Now we've come full circle. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. But I don't have a Scottish accent, which is just the saddest thing, really. For... No, you have a little bit of an accent, I think. You're kind of slightly Scottish. But the thing is, you lived in Edinburgh, and the Edinburgh accent is very chill. Pretty chill. Yeah. I've just been told by lots of people in New Zealand, particularly women, especially when I was old, that they find Scottish accents really attractive, but not talking to me about me, talking to me about other Scottish people. <laughs> That's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Scottish and Irish accents, I've got a, what do you call it, a push on? <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, you still have, like, you can you can say words, but if you're a dick, you're still a dick. <laughs> yeah, but you might look past it just first. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you can, you know, get your flags confused and shit when your accent's yeah. real nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should probably let you get on with your day, I think. I feel like this has been a oh, wonderful... Mate. Thank you so much for letting me ask you about all of your um, browser history. But what I mostly love, actually, is that I can see all of our deep dives that we've just... Well, not even deep dives, definitely shallow dives into all of our stuff. Dorcas on <laughs> a whale. Currently. Yeah, Dorcas on a whale is probably my favourite, I think. Oh, almost as good as old John Coltrane. Coltrane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Coltrane who played Hagrid yes <laughs> yeah, no, uh, neither <laughs> Robbie Coltrane John Goodman different people similar build also John Coltrane very different yeah. um. <laughs> played an instrument famously <laughs> and died before either of those two might have been born I don't know <laughs> alright thank you so much John it's been wonderful thank to you. have you on for a stalk thanks for having me it gave me something to do with my uh, not-so-precious time off. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Browsers with Friends. That was my friend Sean. He has Instagram if you do want to follow his pottery. So you can find him at Studious Rex on Instagram. You can also find us Browsers with Friends on Facebook, browsers, at Browsers with Friends for both handles. On Twitter, you can find us at Browsers with underscore. So this week coming up in New Zealand, it is actually a long weekend. So I thought as a little treat, I'm going to do a two-part episode. So get yourselves ready over the weekend. We'll be dropping part one and then you'll have your part two coming on Wednesday next week. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon. <laughs>